ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I guess there's probably not boys and girls listening. Well, there could be. I guess you could be in your car listening with your children or your neighbor's children or just some random children that hang out in your car while you're driving and listening to podcasts. I don't know. But welcome back. Cincy Brewcast. Another week. Another craft brewery here in Cincinnati. Uh, Another bunch of beers to drink and talk about. There's a whole bunch that we need to talk about with these guys because... Uh, I haven't been here yet to do a podcast. I've been here a couple times to uh, drink some beers, but um, this is the first time getting to talk to you guys, and it's exciting for me. You guys are doing something, in a lot of ways, very similar to what some other places are doing, but in a lot of ways, something very different, um, very uh, very neighborhood-centric to an area that didn't really have anything else going on. So I'm excited to talk about that. We're at 13 Below in Sailor Park, which... Um, don't they, isn't it billed as like the westernmost Cincinnati community or something like that? Doesn't somebody say that at one point? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the westernmost yeah, community within the city of Cincinnati. Um, welcome to the show, guys. Let's kind of work our way around the table so everybody can hear your voices and introduce yourselves so that people know who they're, they're listening to. Uh, you can start wherever you guys want, don't matter. Hey, hello. This is Doug Mikidek. Hi, I'm Dick Bushy. Bob Lubrain. And get real close to the mic for me when you guys talk, just to again make my life easier. <laughs> so, um, before we kind of dig into uh, the kind of the the background of of how this all started and uh, a little bit about where it's going, let's. Uh, there, there's one reason that a person starts a beer podcast, and that's to drink beer. And so, my favorite segment from the beer fridge. <laughs> it used to be from the beer fridge because. We had a studio set up, and people came into the studio and did a show, and we had a beer fridge, and we would just reach in there and get whatever we could find, but um, I guess it's from the beer taps now, so we won't get too specific. I've got five beers in front of me here. I'm drinking the Dunkel. Um, as I was setting up, I've gotten a few sips in, and tell me a little bit about it before I tell you what I think of it. Well, it's, um, you know, a, a Dunkel made with a coal sheast. Uh, it's uh, medium alcohol, you know, six and a half percent. So it's a it's a it's an ale. It's not a lager technically. That's correct. But it's it's a it's an ale that kind of disguises itself a little bit as a as an easy drinking lager. That, that's yes, correct. and um, that's what the Colchis does. We've as a home brewer with this, we made it as a true lager, but. To get it through, to get it out right now, we decided we would add cold yeast. We brewed a couple different smaller batches of it to make sure it would turn out okay, which it did. And then we took it up. Dick was able to get it to ramp up to full-scale production for us. And with the cold yeast, it's very smooth. It, a lot of people will think it's a lager. They won't really know that it was actually brewed as an ale. Well, and it's to me, it's, it's a perfect style for this time of year where you have a couple days ago it was... 77 degrees and sunny today it's rainy and kind of chilly and gross and it fits right in that nice in-between kind of uh temperature range where if it's hot outside it still drinks nice and easy and it's still refreshing but man it's got that big full uh there's there's some roastiness there's a little bit of fruitiness going on like it it just it's it, it packs a little bit of flavor too to go along with it it's great beer well done um I definitely could have been tricked into thinking this is a lager. Um, it's it's a really good use of of cold yeast to uh, to to kind of 
replicate some of those those longer characteristics. So, um, well done. It's good. Uh, is this one of the ones that is new today? There yes. Were, there were yeah, three that were tapping today, right? Um, they're, they're available to the public today. We actually had for our club members, we had a tapping on Monday evening where only members of our club we're allowed to come in and sample three new beers. That's right. And um, we'll, we'll kind of talk about the club a little bit later, too, and kind of tell people what it is and how they can get into this club. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do I have in front of me? Do you, do you know what you got me off the... So we also got our new one, which is a Flussbach. Um, is this in the... Flussbach. Flussbach. It, it's a traditional Bach. Um, we chose the name Fluss, so that way Fluss... In German, meaning river, and with us being down on the river, so that's why we put Fluss with it. Was this in the order that the the flight was in? Do you know? Yeah. So, so that's the Fluss box. Yeah, same with the Fluss box. Yep. Now, that is a true lager. Okay. We did use German Bach yeast in with that. sound of drinking if anybody <laughs> I'll enjoy some of that Bach myself <laughs> so what the name tell me Flussbach what so it's just a traditional Bach and when we were sitting around thinking of names with being here on the river we just looked at different names and in German Fluss as a noun gotcha. means river so just sounded like it rolled off your tongue perfect Flussbach It's um, definitely got that sweet maltiness to it. There's a little bit of a, a crispness at the end, though, which, again, kind of a day like today works. It, 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 it still has a crispness that kind of cuts through some other stuff and makes it refreshing, makes it so that you want to knock a few back. What's, what's ABV on this? 4.9. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah perfect. Yeah. A little... A little it's at lighter. The lower end for for a traditional Bach, but it's one where you can sit around and drink it. And as you say, down at Bach Fest, you're not going to get bocked. Right, you're going to be able to <laughs> well, enjoy a couple of these and walk around. And I and I, I definitely have. I, I love Bach Fest dearly, but when you've got a whole lineup of a bunch of Bachs that are that are Doppelbachs and more towards that end. It does kind of ruin the day a little bit if you get there. We get there early, and we do. So we do a, a one of the tours in the morning every year, and then you know, so noon we're starting to, to really dig in and start drinking. And we're going to be there for a while. You need something to help stretch your day out, and this is yes. uh, definitely a good one. So you guys are going to be on tap at Bachfest. Yes. Yeah, we will be one of the guest taps. So they'll have a couple kegs of our beer along with a lot of the other microbreweries here in the city. They're putting us all in Bachfest right. Hall and outside in one of the oh, towns. Oh, that's fun. Yes. Um, what about over at Arnold's? Do you know if you guys are on over there for... Not for the Bach. We okay. had our West Coast IPA over okay. at Arnold's. Um, so yeah, if you guys are down at Bachfest, try this one, because I'm pretty sure you haven't had it before. <laughs> <laughs> Considering tonight's the first night to the public, so yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess a lot of your 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 uh, your club members are probably also listening to this, so I stand corrected. You've probably had it before. <laughs> before you send me angry emails, yes, we did. <laughs> what's what's next, guys? All right, next is our other new release. That's uh, called our wedding day. It is a triple Belgian. 
So I'm guessing this one is not as light and easy drinking. Well, nine point seven. It, it, it is pretty easy drinking, even though it is it's nine point seven, but it does drink pretty easy. It isn't a um, in-your-face slap you with Belgian yeast flavor, which I think sometimes, man, that that goes down pretty easy too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's that's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, and we use the uh, you know the actual the 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 Trappist Belgian yeast as opposed to to the Belgian the regular Belgian yeast that we use in the uh, in the submerged. There's a nice um, tangerine kind of flavor going on to it that I really like. Um, again, solid. It's good. Thanks. Um, this will be good as summer starts kicking in or spring starts kicking in and you get some of those warm evenings sitting out in the sun, which you guys have a really great outdoor space here, which, again, we'll talk about in a minute. Um, let's, let's work our way through this here so we can dig into some of that stuff. Cause <laughs> What's the third one? The third one, I think, is just the Dunkel again. Okay. And, and then the, the last one there is our submerged. It's our wheat beer. I think that I have had this one before. That is one of our core beers. And if you've been down here before in a flight, you probably would have tasted that. It's a Belgian wit. It's nice. It, it's a lot, um, a lot brighter and a lot more citrusy on the uh, kind of the more like lemony kind of citrus than the uh, than the what is the uh, other Belgian called the wedding day. The wedding day. Is there a story there? Is that somebody's wedding beer? Uh, it's it's a scale up of a of a beer I made for my brother's wedding uh, back in you know which year. I have no clue. We were at the wedding. Yeah. They just had their anniversary. Yeah. Happy anniversary. I think it was 14 or 15 years ago um, in New Orleans. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, it was. it's basically that wedding beer recipe 15 years later and scaled up to 300 <laughs> gallons. Is or it, actually, actually, we only did 160 gallons of it. We didn't do a full batch. Is it... Better than what you remember the original one being, or have you brewed it since then a few times and kind of? You know, I I have not brewed that one since. Um, I it, it's it's pretty similar to what I remember. You know that I I, I uh, had most of that in. The, I guess I'm trying to think if I had it in bottle. I, I had all that in bottles back then. Yeah, we brought all bottles to the wedding. Yeah. Yeah, because we were passing. So around. so yeah, it's you, definitely you hauled what, bottles all the way down to New Orleans. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we won't tell anybody. Oh wow. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so on draft, it, it's definitely smoother. It's it's good. I um. So the names are they all? I guess they're not all river themed. You have a West Coast IPA, which is definitely not a river. Th- well, I guess it could be if it's a river on the West Coast. But yeah, most uh, of the names are centered around our location or something about this particular area. The, the other name for the wedding day is this used to be a reception hall, right? Known as Mariners Inn, and then before that, River Castle. So we have that little connection to the community. Is is okay? We we hear that a lot when people come down. Hey, I had my wedding right. reception here twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, or three years ago so we hear that a lot um so let's let's just dive into that side of it let's talk about how this came to be how you guys all kind of connected and decided to dive in and and 
do this thing? Well, that would be really. It all starts with my wife. She it was, always does. Uh, yeah, I've been <laughs> starts brewing, and ends. I've been brewing beer for a long time at home. Um, it was very good. And she's telling me I should start a brewery, and I'm like, no, I'm just kind of enjoying the way it is. And our uh, fourth partner, who's not here, Ray, the one day I was over at his house, we were just talking about beer on his front porch, and I just I said, you know, Cindy's telling me I should start a brewery. Any interest? And he's like, sure. So we just started talking a little bit, and we knew we had to get Dick here involved because of his background and being able to help us scale everything up and get it going. So the three of us kind of sat down, put some stuff together, moved forward with some stuff, and then Doug, I've known his wife since back in high school days and started talking with him, and Doug decided to come on board then with us. And So the four of us from that point on were able to move forward. So why Sailor Park? Um, we're Westsiders, and it was something that was missing over here. We were looking for a venue that would work for us, an existing building or a new building, if we could find a piece of property. But over here on the west side, you can't find pieces of property and then be able to put a nice building on them. Right. So we were just looking around, and again, it comes back to my wife. You know, we were looking at all kinds of buildings, and she one day she came home and said, you know, the Mariner's Inn's for sale. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. That's building's pretty run down. <laughs> just put it off on the side again and started looking at other ones. And again, she told me, you know, that building's for sale. It's like, okay, <laughs> fine, we'll go look at it. I get it. <laughs> so, it, you know, it... Um, you know, we looked at and it. And you just sit in the, we sat in the parking lot and just watch the traffic, you know, go to that's, the, the all the area. That's I mean, what always amazes me when I when I come here is, you know, even on a night like tonight, like there's a lot of, it's, it's, it's a Thursday, it's not a weekend, but there's a lot of people coming and going and, and I, I don't know exactly where, but, <laughs> you know, this isn't like a, like a major thoroughfare, thoroughfare to anything, but... There's a lot of people that are down here for a lot. You can see people coming over into the park and walking around, probably looking at the river that I'm sure terrified you guys a little bit, right? <laughs> um, so you guys are right on the water or very close to the water. Um, and you can you know, look out the back here and see um, water that looks a little high to me. <laughs> um, was it a little nerve-wracking, kind of watching the river kind of go up? And I'm sure you guys kind of looked into the past flooding history of this area, and you're probably okay, right? Yeah, I, I, I've heard that the water only came in this building once in the last 25 years. And, you know, it had to be well over 60 feet. Right. The river had to be well over 60 feet to get in here. So I, I, I think we're good. Um, I mean... You've got a beer named Submerged, so I'm sure that, that uh, <laughs> you, had to, you had to go throw a pint in the river or something to uh, appease the, the river gods. But <laughs> Yeah, yep. Oh, we'll go do that later on. <laughs> I, think, I think we're safe now. I think, it's, uh, I, I think we're going to be good. I th- I, if it crushed at 59, like they say, I think we'll be fine. Um, so talking about diving into the craft brewery thing, you hear a lot of people that say that the craft beer community is crowded and busy. Was there a fear of that when you guys dove into this, that um, you were you were coming into it on the tail end of some kind of bubble? I hate using that word because I think it's a bunch of no, crap. It, I mean, if you really look at the market, it still has, really has not been tapped yet. 
Um, I know I know Cincinnati has really become a hot spot for craft beer. So, so it just you're going to get that whole craft beer community coming into this area and, and trying everything. And then you got all the converts. Right. And, and if you look at the younger crowd, um, you look at some of the statistics of where they don't even drink the nationals anymore. All right. they do is drink the craft beers. And so I think, I think the market is still, you know, 20, you know, 20% craft beer, which is like a huge area of opportunity for, for any craft brewery that wants to, you know, wants to start up and, and get rolling in this market. Right. I was, um, I was talking to somebody the other day and the realization that, you know, people my age were all having kids and it, these are people that are going to grow up not knowing anything else other than this is what beer is. You know, she's been in breweries since she was a little baby and, you know, will be until she's old enough to drink at them. And that's her experience versus the experience of, you know, us growing up or, or whatever it may be. So. Exactly, and, and my my kids are the same way. That they won't they won't touch the nationals, and I right. tease them about it all the time. It's like you come home <laughs> and drink all my beer. <laughs> you have to. It's a rite of passage. You've got to drink Natty Lights. <laughs> exactly. So um, around here, that would be like and that, that, the Weedemen, something like that, that are coming back out that we enjoy during our college. Well, days. But he, even the Weedemen that's out now is better than what the Weedemen was when right. we were well, drinking we were there, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, the the go to. Cheap beer, and I hate to call it cheap beer, the go-to light, easy-drinking beer that you can give somebody that isn't a craft beer drinker is, is Hootie Delight in my house. We, we always have Hootie in the fridge, and people are like, they still make this stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a, a huge step up from what it used to be. It's probably pretty much the same stuff. <laughs> it, it's gone through some changes over the years. So... Being over here in the west side where there hasn't been a huge craft beer presence and the craft beer presence that has been out here has shifted and changed and um, in a lot of ways struggled before, you know, you guys and west side came along. How do you have a lot of people that are new to craft beer coming in? Do you have a lot of people that, you know, walk in and order a Bud Light and then don't understand why you don't have a Bud Light for them. You know, how, how is that kind of side of things oh, I, done? I, yeah, definitely. You know, every time you're sitting behind the bar, somebody comes in and they say, what do you got like that's uh, like a Bud Light or, or right. a Miller Light? Well, and I, I think Doug hit it there. It's what do you have that's like that? Yep. They don't come in and ask why we don't have that. They want to know what we have that's like that. So it's not that we're experiencing a lot of people coming in who don't know craft beer. Right. Over here on the west side, everybody knows craft beer. They want to know what we have that might be close to that along yep. those lines. Baby steps. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, the, and the ones that, that don't like craft beer, we by the end of the night, they're we, converts. Right. We give them a winter warmer and say good luck. <laughs> well, now, we, now we'll give them a wedding day. Well, And it's funny to me trying to, you know, everybody... It seems like when everybody opens up, they make a beer that's their gateway beer, be it a Kolsch or a Blonde or something, and that's that's the beer that we give those people that want a Bud Light. And it's interesting to me now seeing people that do come into places and they're not a craft beer drinker. I'm making air quotes for the internet that can't see me. Um, and to see the beers that they do end up gravitating towards at the end of the night, be it you know a Bach that's 4.9% that does drink very easy, you know, like, or, you know, I've 
seen people that come down and sit and maybe it is that 9% Belgium that that's what they latch on to even though they don't drink craft beer and are looking for Bud Light you know like it's it's interesting to me to see that shifting and changing and the way people are accepting of different flavors I guess yeah yep. we have a beer it's not currently on draft but it's called Confused and it's a dark beer it's darker it, about the, of our uh, box there and you tell people to try it and it, again it's what 8% alcohol somewhere around that range but at the end of the boil at Flame Out we'll put in some honey and some maple syrup which makes it really smooth so it's a high alcohol beer but it's not a brown, it's not a stout, it's not a dunkel, it's not a box. So it's kind of confused, and at the alcohol level, you'll also get confused if right. you drink a couple <laughs> of them. And it's amazing. You give that to people, it just you know, they'll look at it and, oh, no, I don't want to try that. That's I dark. Don't, I don't like dark beer. But all of a sudden they're like, you know what, that is pretty good. I'll have one of those. So it's just educating and talking with the people. Yeah, we don't have anything light like a Bud Light or right. a Miller Light. Um, we're working on a couple of different beers that we'll have out for the summer that are going to be lighter on that side. But we just talk with them about what we do have and explain where we're at. And at the end of the night, you'll find that they're drinking something. Can you, is there a way you can define kind of the, the styles you guys lean to? Kind of the, is there an overall? Well, I, I think, you know, we've, whether it was by design or not, we've kind of, gravitated more toward multi beers rather than hoppy um you know our, i support that 100 our, our uh, <laughs> you know our, our west coast is our hoppiest and and it's still you know by a lot of ipa standards not you know over the top hoppy and and that was that was by design you know we didn't want it we didn't want people to feel like they're chewing on a hop cone or anything you know it we wanted it to be hoppy, and it's finished with Amarillos and Cascades. And I think the Amarillo is so much smoother. It's not as resiny. Right. Um, and, and I think people like that. Um, it, it's a change. Um, you were talking about how we've gone, we've gone more towards maltiness. We have. Um, and it's... You know, like I said, I, I maybe it was, uh, you know, just something we didn't really discuss, but it just kind of happened. But, you know, a lot, a lot of other microbreweries have, they do seem to go to hoppy beers or sour beers or something. And, um, you know, I think we're concentrating more on smoothness and smoothness and maltiness. Um, it's, are, are there any styles that you just aren't going to do you have no desire to dabble in you can't stand drinking them so you don't want to see them on tap is there anything that's well off limits i guess is the, the well you know i used to be a snob about fruity beers and things but there is a market for them and i've actually found some now that i like um you know because I, I think people have gotten better about the the uh, flavorings they choose you know whereas you know i think when when people started with the fruit beers they were so sickeningly sweet <laughs> and yeah. fakey tasting that you know it it ruined the beer. But now the uh, the fruit flavorings are more subtle, you know, it, and and it's still more about the beer and it has notes of the fruit. And I and 
I think there's room for us to make something like that here still. So the I, answer to the question is no. no there's not no really. beers at all. <laughs> if, I, if I had asked you 15 years ago, maybe. <laughs> yeah, correct. Right, it's, right. Well, it's, it's funny because, you know, when I think in my head about kind of that 90s, early 2000s brew pub, you know, you, you walked in and it was the same, you know, four or five beers in every brew pub in the United States. You right. Had, you had your, your pale ale, you had your stout, you had your, your fruited wheat was one of them. There was mm-hmm. always a fruited wheat on tap, and they were always terrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I said, I think the, I think the flavorings have, have gotten better, and people are using real fruit, you know. It's not just flavorings, so. Oh, and that's, you know, there's, you know, definitely Urban Artifact has made a big point about that here in Cincinnati of, of kind of expressing the differences between the, you know, the, the flavorings and what that tastes like versus real fruit and what that tastes like. Sure. And we won't have that debate or not right now. It's a, it's a big conversation. But. So nothing that's off limits, nothing that... Yeah, uh, I, I think the hardest one right now is the one we're struggling with the most is making a light beer. You know, initially we said that that's not what we're about, but right. um, but there's a lot of people that come here and you know they want a light beer, and if we're not going to give it to them, you know somebody else probably is. And, and you know, people look at light beers, and some of them say, "Well, that's just easy; just make a light beer." But actually, for craft breweries, light beers are not that easy to make because you're used to going with the bigger, full body, higher alcohol beers. And to be able to get your system to work on a lower light beer, there's something to be said about that, too. Right. Um, you've made it clear that, that lagers are not off the table, either. Uh, what about sours? you guys have any desire to dabble in sours at all? Is that too well, trendy and too... Um, the only... I, I guess I'd, I would need to look into it more. I've never made one. Uh, I've heard things that... You know, with the yeast that they use in sours, that once that's in the air, it's hard to get rid of it. I I don't know if that's true or not. I've heard things like that. Um, so I I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I'd say they're not. It's not on. It's not on the horizon. <laughs> um, so let's let's take a real quick break and then let's talk about the horizon and talk about some of the things I, I've heard. A couple rumors of things that might be coming down the pike. So um, I want to talk about that and. Um, We'll, we'll see where you guys are headed. This is going to be a big summer for you guys, I think, and I want to talk about it. Looking so, forward to it. We'll be right back. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. You know, there's no need to be uptight. <laughs> beer, beer is about having fun. The dream, the dream is definitely the fact that we went from homebrewing in a garage to where we are today. Right? That is... That is the dream. Where we go from here, we're gonna we're gonna continue to figure out as we grow. Uh, we uh, and we don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Can you have more fun with your clothes on? I don't think so. <laughs> You're listening to Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft.
This is Steve Shaw. This is Eric Bosler. Hi, my name is Gamal Nagy. Hey, y'all. This is Sean Willingham. This is Brett Coleman Baker. Hi, I'm Scott LaFollette. Hi, this is Evan Rouse. Cellar Dweller Craft Beers. Darkness Brewing. Rivertown Brewing Company. Municipal Brew Works. Urban Artifact Brewing. Blank Slate Brewing. Braxton Brewing Company in Covington, Kentucky. In Cincinnati. In Northside. In Hamilton, Ohio. Bellevue, Kentucky. Mar, Ohio. You're listening to Cincy Brewcast. Cincy Brewcast. And you're listening to Cincy Brewcast. The voice. The voice. The voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> Hi, this is Mike Stokes from Cincy Brew Bus. Cincinnati's craft beer scene is growing, and we want to take you to those locations. Here at Cincy Brew Bus, we love to introduce people to craft beer here locally in Cincinnati. We have an amazing craft beer scene. We have lots of routes to choose from and a lot of different places we can visit. Cincy Brew Bus is Cincinnati's premier and original craft brewery tour. We're the number one rated tour for breweries on TripAdvisor. We're the number one rated food and drink experience on TripAdvisor. And we're also the number two total tour overall on TripAdvisor here for Cincinnati. At Cincy Brew Bus, we provide a VIP tour experience for the novice and for the expert craft beer drinker. We like to take you out, show you how the beer is made, tell you about Cincinnati's rich brewing history, and at the same time, have fun, do some trivia, and drink some locally made fresh craft beer. I look at I look at the Bud Light drinkers out there as a you know a forest and harvester. They're all out there and, and they don't know any better yet, but they will. You don't you don't ever hear somebody say, Yeah, I used to drink that craft beer crap. But I <laughs> I went back to my Bud Light. You don't hear that, do you? No, you don't. You're listening to Cincy Brickhouse, the voice of Cincy Craft. The voice of Cincy Craft. I'm still the Gnarly Gnome. You're still listening to Cincy Brewcast. Um, since it's not live right now, you're not just tuning in. If you are, I want to know how, but um, if you're listening to it via the podcast or you know, I guess it's probably the only way you're listening to it, just make sure that you follow it on uh, on iTunes or whatever your favorite podcast medium is. Uh, share it with your friends. Tell people about the show. Um, that's 100% how this show keeps growing and turning into what it is, is people like you telling everybody else about it. So do that. If you have any questions, if you have anything you want me to talk about on the show, send an email, uh, cincybrewcast at gmail.com. There's a phone number you can call, too, and I'm going to start giving it out, but I don't know it off the top of my head, so I can't give it out right now. I should have prepared for that, but maybe I'll edit it in. <laughs> we all know the difference. But, um, yeah, you know, just... Fire off any of your questions. Social media. It's fun. So, guys, where are we headed? What is the future for 13 Below? I've I heard a rumor, and you, you, you can either confirm, deny, or neither or, that you guys were looking into packaging. We are. Um, cans? Bottles? Well, you know, I... I'm not sure yet. We're definitely looking into packaging, but uh, cans would make sense. We're right next to a marina. People go boating. They want to take cans. Um, 
I have experience in bottling, and some used bottling equipment can be picked up at a very reasonable price. So, right now, yeah. um, so I and I like I like beer in bottles. I like it on draft the best, but I do like beer in bottles. Uh, and and really, uh, glass is cheaper than aluminum, you know. So there, there's a lot of good reasons to consider bottling, but. Uh, I guess the number one reason to consider cans is you can take them almost anywhere, and they they take up less space in the fridge. That so I can I can line up a double stack of cans in the same space. I can do one line of bottles just to put in my vote if I'm voting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, then the next decision. Well, thanks, thanks for the input. <laughs> the next decision is twelve or sixteen. You know? Yeah. Because um, the the twelves are coming back. A lot, of, a lot of breweries are heading that way. Yeah, 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 yep, definitely. Uh, so, is that a short-term goal, a medium-term goal? What are, what are, what are we looking at? You, you know, I, I would say medium-term because it, unless something jumps out at me this year, we we won't make that purchase this year. Well, and, and it still remains to be seen what this place is going to look like this summer. You guys, uh, you opened in what? End of September. You missed a lot of the summer this last year, whereas it's going to hit you right upside the head this year, and you're going to have all of those people that now have heard about you that were kind of waiting to come out um, are probably going to come out here. You guys have, uh, so we should talk about the space a little bit since people are listening and can't see what's going on here. The, the, I mean, we'll talk about the tap room in a second, but the outdoor space is massive. It's a huge grassy area, huge patio. There's a gazebo. There's um, plenty of space outside to bring your your family, have a picnic, spend some time outside. Garage door opens up to the tap room. It's a great summer space. What I what I feel guilty about too, because I did not convey this, I think, good enough to people either is that there is a massive tap room here. This is a good spot, too, for the wintertime because you can pack a whole lot of people indoors as well as outside. It's, you know, there are some places that um, you know, are, are great in the summertime, and then as soon as that winter hits, the tap room is just a fraction of the size of what they used to be. So mm-hmm. yep. you guys have a great space for both of those, but I don't think a lot of people knew that. So I think there's still a lot of people that are just, you know, Biding their time to come out here till uh, the weather turns. Yeah, it's um, nice to have that that balance of indoor and outdoor, just because of that fact. I mean, last night we had a nice fundraiser that we put on. This place was was very much hopping, and and it was nice to have this large space to be able to to you know promote that part within our community as well. Right. Um, so, what are the things are are on the radars for you guys? Is it just you know? pushing away here in the tap room and more events this summer and uh obviously you're at your bach fest you know that's yes so we're looking at you know the crowd that's going to be here this summer is just going to be unbelievable with the park the marina the restaurants around here so we're ramping up to deal with that and outside of here we're looking in getting into a lot of the bars taverns restaurants but also the beer festivals that are going on we're talking with them we're getting our name out there getting out and we'll be at those around the city so as far as the the distribution side goes and getting into bars and stuff is that all self-distribution yes we are self-distribution yep um so then ohio only not looking across the river 
correct. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, because you know, we can sell 300 miles northeast of here in Cleveland, right. but I can't go 200 yards across the river and sell a self-distribute, <laughs> and I can't I go five miles down the road in Indiana and sell with being self-distribute. It's, uh, it's a complicated world, especially when you live in a city like Cincinnati where we're so close to two other states. And, uh, I don't think a lot of people realize that, but yes. you know, we'll wave across the river and we'll apologize. <laughs> <laughs> they can just come around <laughs> although it's Correct. a little bit of a drive now you can't take the the ferry across <laughs> not, not, not right now it's closed with the river but you know it's nice and easy to get across the ferry and you get off and you head west for a couple miles and we're right there yeah it um you guys are in a, a neat spot here to me and that's you know, i live uh, up in fairfield which for a long time was a strange area for beer too and that there really wasn't a lot of craft breweries that were close everything was half hour probably 40 minutes away and I, I feel like that was the same for places like this you guys are really close to downtown but it takes a little while to get there and there were a lot of people here that were just desperate for something to come and something to stay and something to you know kind of own what what their community was so uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are very grateful for you guys to be here. Yep, we heard that constantly <laughs> so talking kind of bigger picture stuff. I, I'm always curious when a place opens up to understand kind of you know how they measure success. You know, what is that point that you guys can look at this and say, alright you know, we nailed it. We, we're, we're successful. This is exactly what we wanted it to be. You know, what is that measure of success? I think it's measured in the, the customers that do come back. You know, and, and as we release beers every you know four six weeks, them coming back right. for those beers and 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 being that that regular if you want to call them the norm the norm of thirteen below getting those folks in here, and and constantly coming back and I, I think the other measure of success is is how well we connect to the community, and we've been doing a lot of things over the last five months to to start to build that relationship with the Sailor Park community, the Del High community, right. and, you know all throughout this area. What about for you guys? It's, you know, seeing the customers coming back, the community supporting us along with us supporting them. And, you know, you, you see the people come back in and they're ordering beers they know, but it's also they're telling people and seeing people come from different parts of the city and even different parts of the state. They'll come in and they're like, oh, you know, we just heard about you guys opening up through Ohio Craft Beer app, the you know, Ohio on Tap. And mm-hmm. they'll come down and it's like, wow, this is really good. We'll tell our friends from different areas. So it is. It, it, to me, that success is seeing the same people, but also seeing new people coming in all the time as well and having them tell their friends about it. Say, we've heard about it and we really like this and we're going to continue to come back and spread the word. That's kind of an easy measure of success. That's kind of a cop-out. <laughs> oh, it is because we're, we're not going to tell you what. We're, we're not going to go into what are true. I, I mean, I, I could add to it. Um, you know, in, in addition to, to customers and, you know, being visible and everything, um, you know, once, once we've made enough money that we can do some of the other projects we want to do down here, I, I think that's a, a good measure of success also. You know, we want to we want to have some kind of deck that people right. can see out over the boat storage and see the river. We need, you know, the brewery, the equipment's good. It, you know, we I, I think we, we did pretty well with, with what we bought. But, 
you know, it's it's not automated. Um, you know, a certain level of automation would be nice back there. Better grain handling systems, you know, things like that. Things to things that we could make more beer and make make it faster, even. You can tell you who's know. in charge of the brew house. <laughs> <laughs> tired of running up and down uh, pulling levers and <laughs> well i think that's the other measure of success being able to hire hire folks right you know and you know yes to, to add to the economy so you, know, you talk about the the brew system and how you guys plan to, to you know you you've planned for a little bit of size here and for um definitely some some future um growth as far as starting out versus where you want to be and how big do you see this becoming? I think it's always interesting to me to, you know, there. As as a business person, you want to just go as much as you can, I, I assume. But then, as kind of a craft beer fan too, there there is also you talk. You guys talk a lot about community and a lot about being able to focus on Sailor Park and the Delhi area, and you know, focus on that community and. The, the bigger you get, the harder that becomes. And how do you, how big is too big? How, you know. Well, as you said earlier, we have a lot of outdoor space here. And you're talking what's in the back. You didn't talk about anything in the front, what right. we have between here and the road and our parking lot. And I can tell you from conversations that Dick and I had right after we bought the building, he has plans in his mind of how he's going to expand this building out towards the road right. to keep getting bigger where we're staying in the community and not necessarily looking for a building outside of here and saying, you know, it was great, this held what we wanted, it started, and then we're going to move somewhere else. We have the plans and the land where we can just keep expanding here. We can go horizontal or vertical. So, so you're not going to be one of those places that a couple of years down the road you need a production facility and you have to, to leave the people that made it what it was. <laughs> we're not naming names. <laughs> Yeah, plenty of property here that we can expand yeah. on. And that's a rare thing that you can find along the river is a couple acres of land. Right. And that's what we have down here. So we can still keep the back for the people to enjoy. We can still add on to our tap room. We can expand our production down here without right. any problems. What are, the, what are the fears right now? Are there fears for you guys? Um, or is there a fear that summertime is going to hit and people are just going to go somewhere else? Is that a fear anymore or I mean I, that, is... that's not a fear um, last summer people were here wanting to know when we were opening our doors as we were getting through with the construction and if you've ever been down here during the summer you can't move between the park the marinas the restaurant down here you, know, you, you people are just everywhere and we saw it at the end of the boating season in the end of the season in the park people would be in the park walking and just stop in here oh okay we need some calories that we've just burned off (laughs) so they're stopping in here for a nice beverage or they're stopping in here and filling up some growlers putting them in their cooler and heading out then after their day on the boat they're stopping back in so i i have no fear that people are going to go somewhere else during the summer because this is a during the summer, this is almost like a destination down here. It's one of the nicer cities and or one of the nicer parks in the city and being right on the river, it just draws a huge crowd. You can drive through over there during the summer and not be able to find a parking spot. Is there a the fear park. that you're not going to be able to keep up with that demand? 
No, because we've been ramping up for that. We've been discussing it, and we've got our tanks full. We're filling up our coolers. Yeah, we're, we're going into kegs as quick as we can, so that way we're going to be able to hit that demand. But Are you, you telling you, me you're afraid of nothing? <laughs> no, look out the back door. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to toss some, some beer out there. We're going to appease the river gods. <laughs> There's always that little concern is, are you going to run out of beer? Yeah, we had that concern our opening weekends. Um, It was unbelievable down here. We could actually run out of River Castle tonight. We have some in a bright tank ready to be kegged, but we're we're cutting it close on the River Castle So that means we need to end this uh, podcast here so we can get him, so we can get Dick back there kegging. He's he's not currently brewing, and that's an issue. (laughs) Yes. Um, What, you know... If you could tell anything to the Cincinnati beer community, what would you tell them right now about 13 Below that you think people don't know? Um, One of the things would be, you know, that we're here. Yeah, we're on the west side. We're actually 13 miles from the city, right out River Road. It's a nice, easy drive. It's, you know, you said it takes a couple minutes to get here, which it does. But it's well worth the drive when you get out here. We have food trucks. It's a great community out here. There's plenty of parking. You're not going to worry about parking. There's a ton of parking. So, in the beer salad, it, it really it's good. You're going to enjoy it. You're going to come out, get a couple flights. So, don't think just because we're not in OTR or we're not right there in downtown that it's not a place to come to. It's definitely a place that you should get to and enjoy and come out and what. Maybe not this weekend. Maybe wait till the summer. But <laughs> or this weekend. Get down here. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> well, I guess I guess technically people are hearing this Monday, so the weekend just passed. So, well, so you this already coming failed. Weekend, so Bach, Bach weekend. Come next weekend. Oh, Bach yeah. week. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's you know we're not right downtown, but it's an easy drive to get here. You're not going to be driving through back roads or anything yeah, like that. It's, you probably won't hit traffic at all. Uh, you know, there's usually not traffic. On the way here, usually. Oh, but you, see, you watch the road, and there's a lot of cars that go by. So, yeah. it, But it's a nice, easy drive. And we usually have a lot of fun things going on, like tonight. i got a plug for our trivia night on Thursday. So right. we got a lot of people that come down and enjoy that. Yeah, it's definitely filling up right now. Yep. Yeah, and, you in know, uh, about 10 minutes from now, we're going to have problems here yep. and here. <laughs> you know, we do different promotions. Like I said, we did fun, We did some fundraisers, and, and we've got parties that come in and, and just sit down and enjoy it. And, and, and we're getting the different the different age groups of, of families come in as well. That's what I think is so fun is that you can walk into a craft brewery and you can have you know a family with kids and they're sitting playing a game at a table and you can have you know older kind of group of people that are sitting at the bar and you can talk to them and, and, and get that experience. Like there is definitely like this full range of people that you meet. Sure, and it's a. Uh, it's it's been fun seeing that shift here in Cincinnati and seeing. I think that's there's also part of the craft beer culture is the generations. You can have you know multiple generations come to a brewery and everybody can enjoy it in different ways. Right, and it it is dog friendly also. I think it, I think we heard that. Yeah, before. yeah. Pro- <laughs> did, did Bob mention that was it? Bob's, Bob's dog. So. No, no, no. Yes, that, it was. Again, oh, his dog was Again, dog was barking. Right. Cindy's dog. Yeah. So. Family friendly all around, and um, definitely, if you are looking for a place to go when the weather is nice and the sun is out, this is definitely. 
I will, this is definitely top five for me as far as places to go and hang out but when know, the weather's you, nice. You don't have to wait till the weather's nice. You don't. The right? good. <laughs> the temperature in here, even when it was single digits outside and below zero, it was still nice and warm in here. We had plenty of cold beer. We had crowds in here enjoying it, so don't don't just limit us here now. Come on. I was going to put you on the top five for a list, so I was looking oh, for the... That's fine. There's a lot we'll, of warm we'll take five on. We'll take top five on anything. Um, I, I'm excited to get my family out here. Um, as the weather warms up, especially... <laughs> I, I know, I know that my my little girl is going to love running around outside, and there are a lot of tap rooms where you can't do that. And you guys have have one hundred percent nailed it. And um, it's it's you've got a great space here. And uh, again, beer solid. The from from what I've experienced, the times that I've been here, the people are amazing. And um, yeah, get down here. It's thirteen miles below Cincinnati. Got it. If nobody understood the name, there you go. <laughs> it's a, a river term, I guess. Uh, not a not a river person. I've never uh, navigated the uh, <laughs> the muddy Ohio before, but uh, <laughs> um, we could we could dive into some of that stuff. Um, there's a lot we could talk about. You guys um, are killing it here, and I look forward to seeing how that uh, keeps developing, keeps uh, changing and growing. So. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thanks for coming yep. out. We will be back next week for Bachfest. I think, is the next show. So uh, if you're down at Bachfest on Saturday, I don't know what time we're doing that, but we'll be on the stage at some point. And I think, I don't know if it's in the tent outside or inside, but we'll be somewhere. Look for uh, the gnome stumbling around drunk. So... Thank you guys very much, Cincy Brewcast. Again, if you don't already follow the show, follow the show. Uh, social media, Cincy Brewcast, The Gnarly Gnome. Uh, also follow 13 Below if you don't already on social media. Um, you guys are definitely on Facebook, I assume. You're yes, on we are. Twitter also. Twitter. Um, Instagram. Instagram. Uh, Snapchat. I don't understand Snapchat. <laughs> and our website. Got to go to our website. <laughs> Thank you guys, Cincy Brewcast. <laughs>